All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies podcast. We discuss if Andor is the best thing Star Wars has ever done. Rings of Power might have some problems, and we are a house divided on Werewolf by Night. Here we go. Here we go. Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How is it going, guys? So good. I'm doing great. Doing, doing great, great, man. What a great week we are all having. Go back, listen to our previous podcast. You know exactly why. It's because we've been watching the best show on TV, House of the Dragon, and it's been amazing. So go down, go over and listen to our uh, Thrones cast where we break down episode nine and talk about why you should be watching this amazing show. Go back, check out our sports cast where we talk about the Vikings moving to five and one on the year. No one saw that coming except maybe the Nordies podcast school. And now we're going to talk about some of our favorite things that we've been watching and news uh, for you guys. So uh, before we dive into all of that, I need you guys definitely to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordies podcast. Also subscribe. I, did I already say this? No, no. <laughs> all right, so much. Keep going, dude. Here's we're recording three episodes a week, and it's weighing on all of us. But we, yeah, have, I think it's. I'm we like, got one more, we got one more week to push through. Yeah, I'm like, damn. Did I already say this on this episode? Yeah, guys, you know, we would definitely right. stop you. On, no, you're good. Do your thing. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast, and subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcast. There you go. That's how many times that perfect. We- We've done that. Get your podcast directly to your phone each and every week for free. He never yeah, fucks it up, free. and sometimes he does it twice. Let's go. Well, I, I was looking. I was looking at at uh, at Ryan, and Ryan was making a face into the camera, and so then I was like, "Damn, I must have already said this. I'm a goof. Like, what's wrong?" That was uh, that was such a delayed because you said the best show on TV is House of the Dragon, and yeah. I thought we were gonna. I th- I was trying to make like a funny face of like. Are you sure it's what House of the Dragon or is, it and- or is it Andor? Yeah, oh, that's what I was. I was. It was like a joking, like kind of funny face, but it might have it might have frozen we on don't my screen on here with a with a face. We can't do that. We're we have to. Yeah, really it's got to be verbal. It's yeah. like uh, it's like Team America when we need to. We're Italian. We gotta fucking <laughs> you fucking tell me what you hate. Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking more of the same. I'm having uh, modests. Radiant Preserve, and I think that it's gotten better with time. I'm actually kind of in- oh, oh shit, okay, it's pretty um, good. All right, so I'm, I'm at Fair State. Uh, this is remember the Stranger in the Alps. It's kind of a weird beer. It's got the spruce tips oh, yeah. in there. Yeah, that's a good beer. It is a good beer, and it, it's, it's growing on me as well. But it, it, it's fucking sprucey. Um, but it's good. It's sprucey, but I think it's better for winter time. Yeah, I think it tastes. I think it tastes better in the cold weather. To I be kind honest, I agree. I kind of agree. And it's I'm, like an ice fishing. I'm beer. drinking. LaCroix uh, Cerise Limon because it's Monday. Good for you. All right, All right guys, so here we go. Uh, we have to start out with, I think, Ryan's favorite movie, A Christmas Story. It's getting its own sequel. Um, does this mean that uh, Ralphie is grown up in this or what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just released a, a short teaser, but it's it's the guy. I mean, he, he he's actually in the MCU, the actor. I don't know his name, but he was in the very first uh, Iron Man movie as, like, the guy that got yelled at by, in the box of scraps! Like, he was, like, the backup scientist guy with the bald head. Okay. And then he was also, is like, a throwback, got brought back for uh, Spider-Man 2 when um, Mysterio was working with the like, disgruntled employees to, like, fuck okay, over, that, yeah. you know. That, it's that guy. So he, he is 
apparently starring in it as maybe the dad at this point. Uh, I mean, I can't believe that this is getting made, and I can't believe HBO um, would I don't care. On this. I don't care. I don't care at all. Yeah, I don't I'm care. Shocked. I'm shocked Ryan doesn't care, though. Yeah, I'm not surprised Ryan doesn't care. Ryan, why don't you care? <laughs> Fuck Christmas. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't see that. Okay. We're, we're I hate happiness. Yeah. We're on Christmas. Ryan is here. Um, all right. <laughs> let's move on to uh, Netflix. Everyone complains about the price of Netflix constantly going up. Well, they are giving you an option uh, to get a $6.99 ad-supported service plan. So you can get the ad version with tons of commercials, and it will cut away, and you can get that for about half the price. So there you go. Everyone who's been cl- complaining about it, you can watch a bunch of commercials. Yeah, at 720p uh, is all they'll do on that. So if it's on your high-def TV, it doesn't I mean, I guess that's technically high-def, but if that's high-def from like eight years ago. Um, well, I think it'll. I think it would up convert so that it wouldn't look that bad. But yes, I think you're right. It's this is not premium streaming uh, intentionally. I mean, if you're like a student, like a college student, you only ever watch it on your phone, and you're like, yeah, yeah who gives what? a shit? You're stealing right. it from your parents anyway. So this only really works if they actually do the crackdown on sharing passwords. So um, yeah, fuck this. Yeah, not a part of this. So um, Dune Part Two officially coming out next year, November twenty third of twenty twenty three. This is a movie that we loved. I think we picked it as our, was it our movie of the year for the Nordies last year? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. We you, know, you know how well we remember all these things like beer of the year and brewery of the year. We remember it all Yeah, top to bottom. I think it was Dune. Yeah, we love Dune nonetheless. Um, so really excited about part two finally coming out. We've been talking quite a bit about uh, the show coming to HBO Max as well. Uh, which will be kind of a prequel series. So that's exciting. Uh, I want more of the world of Dune. I want more explanation of what this um, drug is uh, that they, what is it? The spice. The spice. I want more spice Mm -hmm. talk. I want to see these um, beings that can calculate travel. I want to know why they are, have moved away from technology for the most part. I want answers to all this stuff and I don't want to read the old books. Well then you shouldn't read the books. You're going to be disappointed with the movies, but um, I would say that the, the I I would say that the reason that we're the most excited about this is one, it's going to be released in just over a year, and two, Eric made a very uh, very solid argument as to why Dune is better than Star Wars and why it's adult Star Wars and why it should be regarded more highly than anything that Disney does with Star Wars, and I took all of that to heart. And it means a lot. And I'm reading the books, and I can't wait. I'm I'm very excited for the second movie. Denis fucking crushed the first one for sure. He did. Good take, Eric. Damn, you got Ryan fucking going. Let's go. Let's go. You could line him up like that from from nine months ago. I remember all Eric's takes from nine months ago. I couldn't couldn't remember what he said last week about the House of the Dragon episode seven, but I remembered that. I don't even remember saying that, but now I'm fired up about it. I do. I remember it. It was a good take. You All said right. you said I loved this movie when it was, or you said it was something like I loved it because George Lucas stole almost everything from this from this movie and gave them space swords yeah. or something something to that something to that effect. That was a good take by me. All right, well, uh, Jonah Ac- Hill. accidentally brilliant. I don't remember it, but I, it sounds like something I'd say. Uh, Jonah Hill is going to play John Daly in a biopic. Um, I know we're not real big biopic people. Uh, does this excite you at all? We do like Jonah Hill. I think we're decently uh, into uh, John Daly because who isn't? Mm-hmm. Um, does this do anything for you? 
Doesn't this feel like an Adam McKay movie? Like this would be something he would write and, and direct. If he I does it, it or somebody like really good does it, I'll be into it. But I don't really care about John Daly that much. I think he kind of just like glorifies being like a fat, drunk piece of shit. Um, and also obviously like a great athlete or whatever. But I'm not like a big like, hell yeah, that guy's drunk right now and he's playing sports. Like, no, he's just drunk at work, dude. Like that's a... it's like you know i don't know like i'm not like on the john daly dick riding train but uh you know it's cool it'll probably be funny it'll i mean jonah hill's probably pretty perfect to play i mean him or seth rogan maybe anyway so they're kind of the same what do you guys think i think if this is some sort of a combination and maybe you guys haven't seen this movie but like if it's like john daly meets tin cup like the Kevin Costner movie mm-hmm. from from years hey, ago of like underrated movie, loved that movie. Pretty underrated. Like just like just kind of show like don't show golf in a serious nature, but also it doesn't need to be Happy Gilmore. But like mm-hmm. just just make uh the person that's the golfer more important than the game itself. Then I think this will be entertaining. But if they if they go into like oh John Daly, he wore plaid pants to a golf tournament and. That's just frowned upon, you know, and like make it like fucking stuffy and shit like that. Nobody's going to care about that. Is Kevin like, Costner fucking... the greatest sports actor of all time or who's better? The greatest sports actor who is who could not be less of an athlete. Yes, that is that is Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. I mean, you Kevin got Field Costner of was the, he guy got the perfect in... game. He got fucking tin cup. I'm sure he's got more. Draft yeah, draft day. day. Robin Hood, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Archery, hello. <laughs> Draft Day, what an absolute banger we that was. Yeah, Actually, it was literally the worst movie, but I'm glad I watched mm-hmm. it. Um, all right, Harrison Ford is going to play Thunderbolt Ross. Who the hell is Thunderbolt Ross? What? You don't remember Thunderbolt Ross? Nobody cares. He's more Oh, of, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, that's probably true. He's more of a Hulk character, right? So, like, he came in as Hulk, Hulk <laughs> oh, the guy that was, like, you know, Liv Tyler's dad and was like, okay, we need to capture this guy. Okay. So that's when he first yeah. came in the MCU. Can and then Liv he was in, a, in like a post cred scene in like maybe Iron Man 2 or something. And then he kept yeah. showing up. And he was the guy that was like leading scenes with like the, uh, the Sokovia Accords and had all the Avengers in the room. And he was pretty important for that stuff. He's like, he represents like the military and the government whenever they need that. So they've recast it as Harrison Ford? Well, yeah, John Hurt died. Oh. All right. So yeah, so they recast. What's the guy's name? What's the what's his name again? Thunderbolt Iron... Ross. Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, I mean it's a minor thing, but it's 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 like Harrison Ford. So I guess he's gonna appear in the um in this movie coming up with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, just Falcon, Captain America, Captain America Four. That's what it is. Okay, so if you saw the picture of William Hurt, you'd recognize who this was. Yeah, like this is he's pretty. He's been in. He's probably been in four Black Marvel Widow, movies. Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in a bunch, but you know, whatever. Harrison Ford is like just old as shit, and he's so boring now. So I, I really don't care that much. I don't. This means nothing to me, and I like the MCU. Um, all right. Well, speaking of the MCU, rumors are flying around that Mephisto, who has been teased over and over and over, is actually going to end up in the MCU. And uh, he is going to be played by Sasha Baron Cohen. This is the best case scenario. I'd say so. I'd say so. I mean, I feel like if you're going to do this character who's essentially like a devil or the devil, I guess, um, you know, go all out. Have fun with it and have Sasha Baron Cohen do it. Who can be, 
I think he can be intimidating and scary. He's very big. He's a big person. But if they need him to be like a little bit tongue-in-cheek and goofy, he can play that up too. Um, I don't know. I think he'll be kind of like a fun character that's like can turn really scary, right? Like, dude, he's very powerful. He's the devil. He's playing tricks. He's tricky. He's funny. Uh, but then he flips on you and he's, you know, destroys everything. It's kind of I good. would love it. Basically, basically the plot of Borat. I'm hoping that he is like the devil in um, Rick and Morty, who works sure. in a shop that gives you the stuff that's cursed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it gives you yeah. like that's fine. Yeah. yeah, and he's like kind of like funny and like suave. Like that's what I need for uh, the devil in this. I'm hoping he mostly okay. just looks like Sasha Baron Cohen, and then after maybe a while, maybe a few things he's in, we finally see him in his like spooky devil form. Okay, I like that. He's going to show up in. So you're saying, Heart. so you're saying like um, Devil's Advocate, Al Pacino, like lives on Earth and is kind of like maybe unassuming, but you could tell that there's something else to him. But yeah. That's what I want. Eventually, he reve- he reveals more and more as whatever it is goes on. I like yeah, that. That's literally what I want. I want mostly him as Sasha Baron Cohen being just kind of a jackass and, like, causing issues. Um, and maybe I he's, like, infiltrated, like, high-level, you know, government or company stuff. Maybe he's fucking around with his good buddy, Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All this right. is home of Thunderbolt Rock. He is pain in my assholes. <laughs> All right, so I yeah. get the Iron Man. He get the Iron Man. <laughs> That's what I want. All right, so we're getting a series adaptation of Gangs of New York, possibly. Um, why would I be excited about this? Uh, Gangs of New York is a great movie. Would you guys agree? Eh, no. Okay, I, I haven't I seen it in a long time, but it's, it's Scorsese movie, right? So, I mean... I wouldn't call it great. I would say it's, like, carried by Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. And Leo is, like, okay. But other than that, it's pretty I know boring. that, like, there's really problematic accents. Like, nobody can maintain a consistent accent. I remember that about it. Um, but I remember the sets being cool and there's been really big moments, uh, Bill the Butcher, obviously, you know, I don't know if this is going to be a prequel, a sequel or what, but, um, you know, a Scorsese big series with a huge budget, I think is good is big news. I'm excited for it. And this is going to be a TV series. Yes. It's going to be a series and Scorsese's producing and he's writing and directing and he's directing the first two. So it's kind of one of those like where Fincher does it and then it does a so, panel. Yeah, but like we're recasting I don't Daniel Day-Lewis. Probably and, not. I and, bet he's not in it. So then you're like, whatever. No, no. I'm saying we're recasting Daniel Day-Lewis No, I don't think Billy, Billy Butcher will be in it. I bet it's like. Oh, it, oh you're saying they're, it's it's. They're they're getting rid of all of the characters from the movie and they're doing I, a, kind I of a fresh take. It's on gonna it. be like in the universe. Well, in you know, in New York City in that time period. I don't know. Then I'm even less interested, <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, um, I was I was kind of interested if if you could get one of those two. I don't think Daniel Day Lewis is gonna do T V no. for any reason. No, Leo maybe. for certainly not. Um, but I think uh I guess we'll have to wait and see. Why would Scorsese do TV at this point? Maybe there's a ton of money in it, but what does he care? Yeah. I don't know. This doesn't this doesn't sound like a winning recipe to me at this point. Okay, I, it probably will be bad. I mean, but then again, you know, most things we get excited about don't turn out, especially at this phase when we know so little. Why are why why can't we just make new stuff? Why do we have to reinvent the wheel on these things? Anyway, let's move on. Eric, take us on to the next topic. 
Okay, um, how about this? We are getting uh, Creed 3, and the poster's dropped. It's going to be Michael B. Jordan versus Jonathan Majors. Does that do anything for you? No, we don't care about this, and you know it. You know damn well we don't um, care. No, I and I hate Michael B. Jordan because he's like... quit. It's too boring. He's like chiseled from stone, so I hate him even more. So, yeah, he can fuck off. Okay, how about this? Uh, the plans for DC have been released or leaked, and we found out that their future plans are The Flash 2 which already has a script written. When did they do The Flash 1? They haven't. Uh, Man of Steel yeah. 2 with Henry Cavill, but they don't have writers for it yet. But they want to make that movie. Yeah, I think that uh, they okay. will. Of course they do. And Henry Wonder says Woman they'll be back. So. 3, Wonder Woman 3. At least Good. one new James Gunn movie. And the Batman um, spinoff films from Dude. like that universe. And the Batman 2, which is already in pre-production. Yeah. Um, and then... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, whatever. I guess none of this really excites me. Yeah. It's pretty, Maybe, like, a dark. new Superman movie would be cool. No, because no Superman movie's been cool. What's your favorite Superman movie? Uh, the second one from, like, Christopher Reeves' days, and I haven't seen it in 20 years. <laughs> no, Man of Steel's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's no Finally, good. guys, Welcome to Wrexham is getting a second season, and that, according to you guys, is great news. Um, let's revisit it with our new... Yep. Our, our next segment, Hot Rex and Not Rex. Ooh, oh, nice transition. So we're on to Rexum now, okay? Is it or just so I'm clear? Yeah. Um, I really liked this show. It was incredibly fun watching uh, two two kind of big storylines. One is that just the team, I think, is the A story. And are they going to get promoted? Are they going to win these important games? They hype them up. They show cool highlights. All that stuff is just incredibly fun. And anything you're following, right? So, like, all the shows you guys all or nothing, they do all that stuff, too. Um, well, and and sorry, Jibbo, just to interject one thing. I think it shows on, like, a little bit more of a micro level what clubs go through in terms of acquiring players, losing mm-hmm. players, acquiring managers, losing managers. Like, what that, I realize for Wrexham versus, you know, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool is significantly different. The stakes but... are so much lower that they're okay with just having it on all broadcast, yeah. Well, sort of, but like the stakes are also kind of high financially if they're able to like kind of move up the smaller portion of the ladder. So I think it's I think it's a microcosm of what English football looks like from a um, financial and free agent, you know, acquiring talent standpoint, which I think is cool to like see as a someone who's like, you know, none of us have ever really experienced like what's that like to support a fifth tier club that our entire town depends on it. Mm -hmm. And if we don't get this Roy guy, the whole season might go into the shitter and we're all fucking broke and the team shuts down and we can't put people in the seats. So, so that's kind of it's, the a, it's a really interesting the, concept. The other storyline that's cool is like these new owners, right? Who are obviously Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, like famous entertaining guys, good personalities. And to see them try to tackle this world and, and try to do those things. Like who do we pick as a manager? Um, you know, the less good things about the show are the filler episodes, total some like ep, skip episode seven, where they like try to make a, an entertaining history of whales um skip episode 17 where they show like a backstory of how these two guys met um it's really at its best when it's like hey this is the episode where we find out if they get promoted or not uh so there's there's some filler stuff and don't be afraid to be like wait this episode is like and even in the description just skip it dude it's all good there's 18 episodes and i watched totally the whole thing um except for two episodes i skipped 
and I really, really, really liked it. So as far as like sports series that I'm watching, I think this is about it. And I really liked it. Um, Welcome to Wrexham is definitely a wreck. Yeah, totally agree. Everything everything Jimbo said is very accurate. All right. Um, Let's move on to the big expensive show, uh, and that's Rings of Power. And Mm -hmm. do you think that this show, season one is now done, do you think this show met, uh, exceeded, or disappointed when it came to the expectations of you and probably the masses? So this is a repeat of the exercise from last week where we kind of did the same thing now that we've seen the finale. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I think that it's meeting expectations. Um, I didn't know how much fan service they were going to do, and I think that the stuff that they chose to do worked. They Maybe it was a little heavy-handed, maybe. You know, it's like, hey, what are the things people know about Lord of the Rings? All right, well, there's, you know, people know about Hobbits, and they know about Gandalf, and they know about the Rings, and they know about, um, you know, Mordor. And so let's show you know, the origins of a lot of this stuff. And so, you know, that stuff was cool. Uh, Sometimes it felt a little bit contrived or heavy handed, but um, I think that if they get a little bit better with kind of setting up action sequences or battles, it could be a lot better. Um, But I really liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I, the story was very clear to me. Like I, you know, one week to the next, I wasn't like, Oh, what the fuck happened in the show? Um, I, I cared about it. I think it was a successful first season. I can see why people are disappointed. Um, I can see the reasons why people are excited about it. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a good show. It's not perfect. It's not great. It's not can, groundbreaking. Can you give some shows you think it's can, on it, par? Like, can you put anything that's um, on, it's on par with such and such shows? Here, I I have a good one. Okay, True Detective season three. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as like quality. Oh. Good acting, good writing. I no, no, but I'm that. saying, I'm saying there's, there's, there's money. There's obviously money behind it. Okay, so I don't think there's any show other than Game of Thrones where we could financially compare it. I don't think that yeah. exists. So taking all of that away from like the concept, the acting, the uh, through storyline, your enjoyment as you like watch each episode, your excitement to watch the next episode i would say true detective season three is about as close as it can be where it's like hey we gotta like the excitement going into mahershala ali and uh steven dorf um and then being like oh we were so excited for mahershala ali but uh steven dorf was actually better um in the show like a little bit of a surprise there were some good things there were some bad things it wasn't perfect it wasn't awful and it kind of like cut this like very safe line Mm -hmm. right down the middle of um you know sort of this like existential fantasy you know high fantasy that J.R. tolkien um created with the lord of the rings yeah so that's my take i agree i think if one thing they could have done was maybe slowed it down even a little bit um as far as how much plot they covered i mean like i I don't want to spoil the show but i could list like five bullet points that are like well, those are that sounds like a season right there, you know, and it's like when you have a giant spectacle episode or like game changing thing that happens every time you kind of can tune out a little bit like we talked about on our Thrones cast. Right. We're like, dude, they have built up and built up and built up and they found a way to make the conversations so fucking interesting that they can drop one big set piece on you and you're blown away. Right. Because you don't need that every week. 
Uh, this needed big moments all the time, big set pieces. You could tell that they were trying to fit something in every episode. So I think it can be better. I'm happy with it. I'm disappointed that it's not like fucking mind blowing, of course, but dude, I'm going to keep watching. I like it. Well, and I think, I think Jimbo, what your opinion, um, highlights is the sliding scale of like money spent versus, um, you know, receiving of the season yeah overall the money was, I think, the I money think that... was well spent they it looks great i don't really think that there's any problem with with how, what it looks like which is amazing it, it, and that has helped no. so much just how good it looks I, but the it, but could they have written a, a better story i think a little bit but jimbo don't you think it looks a little over CG'd at times where you're like, there was a couple scenes Peter, of the city. Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson like did shit, so dude. much better. Peter Jackson did such a better job of creating. It's like, it's like Andor versus Obi-Wan. And I feel like mm. there are arguments to be made that while the polish of the show is perfect, it feels like a rock that was tumbled in the you know the stone you know shiner thing that you got for too long and it's like it's too shiny but like that's not how rocks look you know what i mean like it 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 feels Mm. it feels a little bit like peter jackson created a lot of like real set pieces and amazon was like fuck it dude we got a million dollars just for the background let's Mm -hmm. use it um otherwise we're not going to get that for season two and i I feel like that there are times like with the the whole like volcano that you know what I mean like all of that looks so fake like it didn't even it didn't feel real mm. and that's I think where everyone has the problem with the show it's not the writing it's not the acting the story is what it is it's that there are parts that are too overpolished and unbelievably too perfect in their fake rendition of it and it just it takes you out of it. Whereas the original Lord of the Rings didn't do that. I like it more. Maybe I'm a, I, I like it more. I don't think that's a problem with it, but either way, I like it more. All right, let's do this real quickly. Let's rate, let's rotten tomatoes score. The three big shows that are out right now. Okay. And okay, rings great. of power and uh, house of the dragon. If you had to give your score, what's coming in third place for you. For me, it's uh, rings of power. Third place. Yep. Rings of power. Me too. Me close. too. I'll put it at uh 89. I'll put 82. it at I'll put it at an eighty um, for me. Okay. Uh, so what? We're giving it an average of like eighty four or something like that. All yeah, right. That's that's an eighty two uh, without having seen the finale yet. Okay. Okay. Um, what's next for you guys? I think I'm going to say House of the Dragon. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to go House of the Dragon next, but it's like a it's like a ninety three. It's like very strong. I think it's like a ninety five. <laughs> oh, dude! I can't wait for Andor. <laughs> I think it's like a okay, 95. so Ryan's out of sync here, but that's okay. Ryan, just give me your, your I next think, score, your next highest. Score. I think I think Andor is really good, but I still think I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say Andor is a 94. Ooh, okay. damn! Here we go. And then uh, we have uh, differing opinions here. Uh, Jim and I are going with Andor at number one. Ryan is going with House of the Dragon. What score are you giving Andor, Jim? 97. I'm very, also very, very high. I'm also going to. Ah. <laughs> I'm going to go Game of Thrones is a 96, and I think the best is yet. All right. I, agree. I do agree. I and we'll, we'll revisit this. This was fun and quick and very telling, yeah, yeah. and it actually helped me clarify some things. So let's do this again. Well, we actually have a lot of Andor left, which is fucking sick. 
But we'll do We're it when Andor's done. We're only a quarter way through the whole Andor story. All right, uh, next up, Werewolf by Night. We've all watched it. What'd you guys think? I thought it was great. Like, I really enjoyed it. It was quick. It was 50 minutes, which is not... That's like one episode of TV. Like, it didn't feel like yeah. it dragged on a lot. I thought the effects were cool. I thought the story was interesting. I instantly cared about a couple of the characters, which I was surprised about for how short it was and the fact that we knew nothing about this kind of monster hunting MCU side of things. Uh, wasn't scary, but was entertaining, for sure. Um, I, I really liked it. I think it was way better than I thought. I think that they did a horrible job marketing this with, like, trying to make it seem like it was so, like, like pulpy and cheesy and, like, silly. And that's how they did all the ads with the voiceover of, like, werewolves by night, watch out! Like, really silly. And then you watch it, it's like, no, this is pretty modern storytelling. Pretty good. Like, cool fucking action and shit. I like the werewolves by night, or werewolf by night, because I just didn't try to make it into something bigger than it was. I didn't try to make it into, this is a movie, or this needs to compete with the best TV shows. This was like a short that you got with your subscription on on uh, Disney+. And I just tried to think yeah. about it like, oh, this is just another little thing that we get. And so my expectations were were not too crazy because of that. And so mm-hmm. I think I really enjoyed this. I don't know if it was groundbreaking, storytelling, acting, writing, anything. But I just thought of it as like a fun little Halloween tr- That's what I thought too. And when you consider like most Halloween and Christmas specials, they're always so, so trash. This was good. I mean, if it's good or bad, it's a fresh, right? I mean, yeah. Ryan, it's at least a fresh. Ryan? Oh, I'd give it a fresh. I'd yeah. give it a fresh. Okay. Then, yeah. then I'd give it a, a fresh. bonus. Like a 55. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. No, I thought it was. I thought it was really fucking boring. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was like the dialogue was some of the worst I've ever seen for a Disney property. Um, I'm not just, and I'm not just saying. I'm not just saying this to be contrarian. I really was like watching it, thinking, "What the fuck is? What am I watching? Yeah. What am I doing? This is stupid." And this leads to like a larger problem I have with the upcoming phase five of Marvel um, that this is what we're going to get in perpetuity. Um, But that's a different conversation. I thought this was an absolute fucking snooze fest Mm -hmm. until the last 10 minutes. Other than that, it was like, uh, Oh, we're trying to be a black and white film. So we're going to have like scratchy uh, film dialogue and be weird. I, I, I didn't enjoy most of it. There there were definitely some like cool scenes. There were definitely some cool like uh, monster on man, you know, type of destruction. And and if that's your thing, great, cool. Uh, well, right. There was like the was werewolf boring. one take towards the end. It's a big action piece with like you know they sure there was cuts in there, but I couldn't really tell where they were. No, but I mean like the the tree, the willow tree thing. That guy, the, guy, the weeping. Well, he's yeah. a, so he's man thing, which is like a pretty big MCU character. In the comics, he's he's the guardian. He's the monster at the nexus of the universe that guards the nexus. And so he, we will see him again as they wrap up the the MCU multi multiverse phase. So that's a problem. That's a problem that that's the guy that's guarding the nexus of the universe, and that's a person we're supposed to, or a character we're supposed to care about. That's a problem. He does. He's not much for personality, but he's like they interact with him at some point. It's almost like he has to have that's the same huge... personality as like. The guy that was guarding the the soul Groot. throne, like it's just something we'll see again. All right. Well, speaking of Disney Plus, 
Ryan didn't like this thing that they gave us, but he did like Edge of the Unknown. Edge of the Unknown. Dude, this is our guy, Jimmy Chin, <laughs> from Mankato, Minnesota. How what was the dialogue? Change. What a change in in his demeanor here. Jimmy Chin, what do you he's mean? an all-star, and guess what? He won't do the pot. He won't fucking write back, so fuck him. Yeah, what a dick. I know. It's like, um, perfect. Come on. So this is, uh, um, obviously, they... Th- this is a Nat Geo, um, like, 30-minute episode series talking about people that are doing extraordinary things. And, you know, they lead off with Alex Honnold as episode one, him climbing in Morocco trying to prep himself for his free solo climb of, damn it, I can't think of the, the mountain. Um, how many, dude, two. how many... How many weeks no. have you done so, the wreck on the? I can't. I I, I didn't know that this was going to be another rock climbing. Nope. Doc. So I didn't, I didn't know this was going to be a thing too. So, but but it's not just it's not just climbing. So they they start off with climbing. with Alex Honnold climbing, <clears throat> and then they go on to like skiing, like heli skiing in you know the mountains of Alaska, and then they go to um, kayaking in like these crazy waters, and so it's 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 them like talking about these. Um, very highly skilled, um, highly dangerous scenarios for all these various like extreme sports. Okay. So it's not it's not necessarily like just climbing. I realize um, I have not talked about a climbing documentary, but they led off in episode one. I didn't have anything else to talk about. So so um, so kind of downhill after the climbing though. Yeah, but really, like, if they're not climbing, I'm not interested. So, kind of downhill after. No, but I think I think this is cool. It's like it's like 30 minute episodes of like just quick. Um, these guys are doing shit that like nobody could even conceive of doing um, for almost no money and just for the hell of it. And Jimmy Chin's like, oh, how can I profit off this? Oh, I can photograph it. Yeah, great. Let's do it. Um, I love it. So. All right, good well, for him. it's a good wreck, man. And here's the funny thing. I am making fun of you because you wreck these all the time. But then every time I'm like, like two weeks later, I'll be like, oh, yeah, Ryan was talking about that one. And then I'll watch. I'll be like, fire. Yeah, that shit was wreck. Like, it's a good wreck. Barter, when are we going to Vertical Endeavors exactly. again? Like, I don't that's, want to start yeah, another pandemic, have... so we can't do that again. All right. The timing uh, was too close last time we went to Vertical Endeavors. What about Hellraiser? Um, I liked it. I liked it a little too long. So this is like something you can watch. I think it's on Hulu. I think it's on HBO. I don't, I don't know. Just released to streaming. So go find it. Um, I didn't know much about the property. I remember Pinhead with the pins in his face and he's got the white face. And um, I think I've seen like parts of it. But this was like a legit, really good movie. There was definitely some scary parts. Uh, the focus on like this Pandora's box that keeps moving and changing and then demons come out. It was really fucking sick and great kills, good, good, like amazing outfits that these people had. It looked like practical effects that these kind of skin flayed different demons with wires coming off, holding their, their skin out. All the effects were fantastic. Definitely too long. Um, I mean, it was like over, I think it was over two hours long. It probably should have been like a tight 90 and it would have been a fucking banger, but it's a wreck for the little bit lower quality standards of a horror movie. Well, I'll admit that, right? Um, and it, for me, it was like like an 82. So that's a wreck for just some fucking fun, kind of gory Halloween movie. Yeah, Pinhead looks cool. I don't know what his character, good or bad or what, but I guess I'm intrigued. Always. Uh, wh- what do you think? If yeah, you had to guess pick, good bad, or bad, what do you like, think? I don't know. Maybe he's like yeah. tortured, <laughs> down in hell, let's just sleep or something. <laughs> 
I don't know. Oh, right, right. No, he's just is a bad, he he's like a scary? demon guy or is something. He, they don't really get scary? that deep into those characters. Yeah. They're just like, he is who he is. All right, um, let's move on to the last thing of the day. That's Andor. It's the best show, I think, on TV. If not, it's Andor. One and 1A, at least, with uh, House mm-hmm. of the Dragon. I think both are just must-watch uh, incredible shows. Uh, I think the acting in Andor is so far above everything else that Disney Plus has done, that maybe mm-hmm. Star Wars has done. And I find that... I said, I mean, you guys gave me credit for an old take I had today. I'll give you an old take I had that was bad. I said that I didn't want to see Star Wars without lightsaber. And I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Andor with a lightsaber. I don't want there to be lightsabers in it. Right. I don't really- yeah, agreed. I'm enjoying the murkiness of the uh, universe that we haven't really been able to see. I'm enjoying just the oppression, uh, the weight of the oppression that you can feel on every citizen in the Empire. And I'm loving the, like, anti-hero, you know, anger and desperation in these, like, rebel fighters who are willing to kill and steal and cheat and murder and do whatever they have to to fight back against the Empire. And some of the people who get hurt, aren't really bad people. And I think that that kind Mm -hmm. of line that they're willing to cross feels like it has such weight to it and that it's so um, like different than everything else I've seen on Disney plus. And that's like movies and TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how much, how much should we spoil? Spoil. I don't want to, I don't want to go too far, but like there, there are certain, there are certain scenes, there are certain scenes where you're like, Oh, they're doing this just for their own benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly later, um, and it doesn't turn out well, and you're you're just uh, you know, and then things things definitely turn on the head at you know during the last ten minutes. So um, as as we would have expected them to do, mm-hmm. I think that Tony Gilroy and his brother, I forget who the other writer is, have stumbled upon a formula yeah. for writing. Um, non-Jedi Star Wars, which they pretty much had to do with Rogue One, and now they're doing with Andor, which is, you know, kind of a, you know, a prequel to, not kind of, it, mm. it's a prequel to Rogue One, but, like, they only have basically, like, one dude and, like, tangentially Mon Mothma. Right. Um. So it's all contrived. Like, it's all made up. It's all created from scratch. And they've done... A better job than I would say J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and J.J. Abrams again combined yeah. did in creating a Star Wars world that you want to believe in yes. and that you're rooting for. And that feels you know, like some of the main characters. Stakes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Do you guys know why we love this show so much? It's because we're grownups and yeah. because this is Star Wars for grownups. And do you know what show my kids would not be interested in? Uh, Andor and yeah. the parts of Star Wars that I hated because I thought they were so fucking stupid and cheesy and why would they do this and why would you know why would they need jetpacks now to get shot at you know like I I hated that stuff my kids would be like best fucking part dude loved it <laughs> <laughs> and I just realized that they need to make Harry Potter for adults. We've talked about this. We, they need to make oh, Star Wars keep more and more and more Star Wars for adults, dude. And maybe this don't, doesn't make as much money down, as, as those other things, but um, God, is it so much better when they can just not have to fucking do cheesy stuff 
um, just for, you know, children or to make it like interesting or to make it feel like other Star Wars has in the past. Uh, I love this universe. I don't need a ton of big references to the other movies, like you guys said. I care about these characters already. I care about the guy that owns the shop that's like the senator guy or whatever. I care about the, the Mon Mothmas as a senator. I care about, obviously, you know, anybody that uh, Andor comes in contact with. So Cassian. And they're, yeah. they're grabbing up like great, young, cool TV actors that have been in awesome stuff I've loved in the past to like show up and maybe die. Um, you yeah. know, I... I, I don't know. I'm I'm really into it, like and it the, is absolutely episode, for grown-ups. My kids wouldn't be interested, and that's fine. I think it feels like an FX show, and I think that's why I like it so much. It's like a little longer yeah. than half-hour episodes. It's kind of edgy. It is telling a very gray story, and it's like these people don't give a fuck about Darth Vader, about Luke Skywalker, about any of this shit. They don't care about the Siths. They don't care about the Jedi because their life sucks and their life has been oppressive. Mm -hmm. They don't care about stormtroopers. They don't even see stormtroopers. They are sick and tired of the taxation that they have, of the the poverty that they they live in, that the lives that, Mm -hmm. you know, the free speech that they don't have. Like, they live in an oppressive world and they're fed up with it. And I don't know. I just, I like that it feels super raw and i like that the main character cassian who i'm obviously going to care a lot about is just an absolute fucking douchebag he's such a jerk every chance he has to do something kind or say something nice he skips it because he's not a nice person he's a bad person he literally could have saved the guy pleading for his life he shot him in the head i don't think he's i don't I would say I don't think he's a bad person. I think that he's been wronged and hurt and jaded so many mm-hmm. times that his natural reaction comes across that way. Yeah, no, no and I think fair. that's that's why he never no, that's why he never trusted Jin Urso in Rogue One. Yeah. Even though after all of this, he like you know what I mean. Like after all the stuff that we're currently watching, he then had a chance to work with someone. He still didn't trust them until they did. <laughs> Did him right yeah. at that point. So I think that this is the best thing that Star Wars has done so far. And we'll see if it ends that way in my mind. I know people will be like, wow, the original Star Wars. I would agree. I would see I would agree. Since Rogue One, I think this is the best mm-hmm. thing that Star Wars has done. And I don't I don't think it's close. I'm just I'm yeah. so into the show. It's getting I, better with time. And I also kind of like the format. And I think this is actually gonna catch on with TV shows. You bring in your big star actor for for, for two reasons. For two reasons. For two reasons. It's not shot in the volume, and they have some of the best stage actors and actresses that the United Kingdom has to offer to play these mm-hmm. ancillary parts. That on paper may not seem like that big of a deal, but the gal who played I forget her name, the blonde, you know, yeah. whatever kind of team leader, leader yeah. kind of thing, who had a chance to like bail. Or go for it. And fuck if you didn't feel that, that you weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Because I felt every bit of that shit. And then when she decided to go for it, she was the fucking boss. And fucking owned all of those people. And she was like, ah, that's fine. Whatever. If you want, you want to do it, we'll kill you. And we'll leave here anyway. Yeah. Like, like she just fucking owned the entire screen. And I loved every second of that. Yeah, I think that this is a way that, to make TV, where, though, where you pay your big people to be in... in 
nine episodes, 10 episodes, 12 episodes, whatever it is. And then you bring in really good actors to play tiny roles and you do little two, three, four episode arcs that are their own story on mm-hmm. their own location. They're all part of the greater story, but it allows Oh yeah, you to I mean, have- they're literally in chronological order, right? Which mm-hmm. is good. You don't want it to feel like, okay, this is a little anthology thing. That loses all the stakes, man. This is one mm-hmm. story. He's like, it picks up right after the next one, but- the next three that we're about to see, episode seven, eight, and nine, are going to be. And doesn't Star Wars love their th- groups of threes um, yeah. from their movies, right? So, like, it makes sense. Now we're going to get another, like, small trilogy of 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And I can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. So, I think we're in agreement on this. This show is incredible. Um, if you're not watching Andor, it's as good as anything else on TV. I mean, it's right there with house of the dragon in all of our opinions. So please check that out. Um, and that's it guys. That's all the time we have this week. We were, we'll be working on what our next rewatch is for you guys. If you guys have any great ideas, let us know. Um, but we're hoping to announce it for next week, what our uh, next big rewatch will be. So until then go back, check out our Thrones cast where we broke down episode nine of house of the dragon. Go back, check out our sports cast where we talked all about the Vikings moving on to five and one in what's been a great season so far. It's cool. And then uh, obviously, hopefully you guys enjoyed some of this chat as well. Until next week, thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the Northeast Podcast. <laughs>